Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. You guys are amazing. Seriously, I feel like even the phrase was just whispered in my spirit. It's Kyle, you are among giants in the land, but not like the Philistine giants, like God's holy giants. <laughs> I am among, my wife and I are among giants in the land. Giants for Jesus that have a giant impact with little whispers towards heaven. Every single impact I've ever seen in my life has started from me going low and whispering to God. And sometimes that whisper turns into a roar, but it always starts in humility and lowness. Like, Jesus, how can I go even lower? How can I go even lower? And then from that place, he can't help but to exalt and, and do incredible, impactful giant killer type stuff you are not small in the room you're a giant in the Lord you're a pillar way bigger than these pillars a pillar that reaches to the to the very throne of God your feet are on the earth but your heart and your head and your, your spiritual being is sitting with Jesus right now this is a pillar from earth to heaven. We want heaven to invade earth. Guess what? It's invading on you right now. Every single second you look at him. It's so real. I want to encourage Ron and Don. Lord whispered to me as you were sharing. You guys, you know this, but it's a reminder. You are weaponized. <laughs> You're so weaponized. And a weapon doesn't have to struggle to do what it does. It just is. And it is. Yeah, you're weaponized and you're atomic bombs in the spirit. Wherever you go. This isn't like a, yeah, amen. All right. I want to encourage you guys. Just a few minutes, I want to encourage you guys with stories that I've seen Jesus do miracles through my little whispers and the whispers of those around me. James 5, here's the encouraging verse. James went out of his way to encourage us about maybe the most powerful man in the Old Testament, Elijah. He said this, he says, Elijah was a man. He was a human being with a nature like ours. And he prayed, what did Elijah do? What characterized Elijah's life? He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain in the land for three years and six months. He shut up heaven with a prayer. And then it says this, and he prayed again. He prayed again. After I, I'm done encouraging you guys, we're gonna pray again for our city, for our region. Guys, I am living. I am living for regional breakthrough. I am living for a corporate open, open heaven, not just over Bethel, not just over River in the Hills, but over the entire region. That the heavens would open up and we would see angels ascending and descending upon businessmen, upon South Congress, upon North, South, East, and West. We would see an open heaven. We would feel an open heaven. What happened in New York in the 1850s would happen again in our day, but times two. This is what we're living for. 
We're living for historical breakthrough for an entire region. We're unsuspecting people driving down I-35 get hit with a wave of glory and they say, yes, Jesus, I give my life to you. That's what we're living for. But guess what? You're qualified to make it happen. Who's a human being in the room? We can do it. Because Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. All the frailties that we have. He was a man like us. James went out of his way to lower the bar. If you're a human, you can open heaven. If you're a human, you can close heaven over demonic structures over a city. You can close heaven over entire demonic systems of evil over a city. Lou Engel. Who knows Lou Engel? <laughs> I'm so thankful for that man and his yes. In 2020, I had the chance to meet him on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. One of my best friends is a spiritual son of his. So he wanted me to meet Lou. And so I met Lou. And I was like shaking. I was like, this is my hero. I got heroes in the room. This is my hero. He asked me, he's like, you know, tell me about yourself. I said, well, I'm from Austin. He stops me immediately. He says, Austin, if you get Austin, you get the nation. If you get Austin, you get the nation. He could have said anything. He could have been like, oh, there's good barbecue there. There's good tacos. There are. He said, if you get Austin, you get the nation. If you get Austin, you get the nation. And then he says, why? He didn't say why. He's saying why. He just said a next phrase, because that's what Lou Engle does. He just yells prophecy. <laughs> he says, Austin is the center of the Elijah Jezebel showdown of power. Austin is the spiritual center of the Elijah Jezebel showdown of power. There's like a thousand implications in that one line. But my encouragement for all of us in the room, including myself again this year, is to cry out for the spirit of Elijah in Malachi 4. The spirit of Elijah that the father promised to send before his son would come back. Someone's got to receive it. A whole city can receive it. I think millions, billions maybe even receive the spirit of Elijah before he comes back. But we have to cry out to be modern day Elijah's. I, I believe Elijah really will come back. Like the man's going to come back. I really do. Before Jesus comes back. But there's a spirit of Elijah that's going to come and rest on an entire people that are crying out for it. All we have to do is ask. He's a good father. The spirit of Elijah is a good gift. All we have to do is ask. And he will give it. Because he only gives good gifts. And the spirit of Elijah, the anointing of Elijah, is a good gift. Because <laughs> with one prayer, fire comes and destroys all the prophets of Baal in one moment. That's what Elijah did. So Bethel Austin, I encourage you to cry out for the spirit of Elijah to rest upon you. Again, there's a thousand implications. Go to the book of Kings and look at his life. Look at his life and find your story in his story and say yes to it and start walking it out.
And I promise you, if you start asking, you keep on asking, you will take territory in this city for the fame of Jesus. We all have a different metron, a different sphere. But guys, I believe that can grow with every act of obedience. So all of our spheres are going to overlap. And then before you know it, the whole city's taken for Jesus. Does that make sense? Cry out for the spirit of Elijah. Look at his story in the Old Testament. Put your name on his name and go for it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to share two stories. And just so you know, I had been crying out personally before God for the spirit of Elijah way before I met Lou Engel. So even when I met him, I think what my inner cry just met the spirit of prophecy in him and he just put language to it. And I have taken him so seriously that it's even informed the second story I'm gonna share. But I'll share the first story first. In 2018, March 2018, I'm a youth pastor down in Lakeway. I have about five kids in my youth group at this time. <laughs> Still not that big, but I got about five kids in my youth group. I'm being faithful, loving them, praying for them. I'm driving by Lake Travis High School one day. That's where we live out in Lakeway. I'm listening to that Elevation Worship song. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me yet. So I start crying out to God. God, I've been a youth pastor two, three years. Why haven't the spiritual walls fallen over Lake Travis and the 4,000 kids given their life to Jesus? Why is it still so little? Why is it just a trickle and not a flood, a tsunami? I'm crying out to God like a little kid saying, God, why haven't the walls fallen? And then he shows me a picture in my heart, a spiritual daydream where I'm walking around the school, Jericho style, just like that song talks about. And so I thought, oh, that's cool, but I'm not really going to do that. I'll just pray for my prayer room or pray for my car. A couple days later, this really scary prophetic lady, you know the scary prophetic ladies? When they look at you, they know everything about you. You better be living right. Thankfully, I was living right, but she's still scary. I was living right, but she's still scary. So there's a little bit of trepidation. She says, Kyle, I was in my prayer closet yesterday. God showed me your face. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why she talks like Lou Engle, too. But, um, <laughs> God, God, show me your face. He says, God said he's going to use you to bring prayer back to the public school. Prayer is going to be legal again from the top down in the public school based on your life. I'm thinking, as she's talking, I'm like, I got five kids in my youth group. I got like 300 followers on Instagram. I think you got the wrong guy, God. You need someone with way more impact, way more influence, way more reach. <laughs> and so I'm denying, doubting the word. And then she says this. She says, Kyle, the way that God showed me how it's going to come to pass is a seven-day Jericho prayer walk around Lake Travis High School. <laughs> this is like three days later after the encounter I had with God. So I'm like, oh, no, it's real. I have to do this. <laughs> I mean, I wanted it, but at the same time, like, oh my goodness. A little bit of a rebuke there for not saying yes originally, but God's good. He's kind. He gives us second chances and hundred chances. <laughs> and so I said yes, and I just, raw obedience, just walked around, you know, earphones in, praising, praising the Lord, praying in tongues, probably looking a little bit wild, talking to myself if people don't know what I'm doing. But I did it. Guys, since that word, and even a little bit before, 
The prophetic word gave me so much boldness. That's what the prophecy does. It gives us courage to do what we already know the right thing is to do. (laughs) We already know the right thing is to do is to go into school and pray and preach the gospel and pray for kids and expect God to show up. But the prophetic word just emboldened me that when I step on that campus, I have all of heaven backing me. I just knew that I knew. I had all of heaven backing me when I stepped on that school campus as a sub. And that was my little Trojan horse. My way in was to be a substitute teacher. So I just walk around the halls praying, worshiping. Guys, I have stories for days, but this is the best story. 700, I I would estimate maybe probably closer to 1,000, 700 students within the school district have publicly said yes to Jesus since this word or around this word in the last five years. That's 700 lives. 700 people in our sphere from a little youth pastor with a little impact. They just believe God and got a word. And guys, this story exemplifies even the prophetic word and how much God cares about humanity. In February of 2019, it was a Friday, I was substitute teaching in PE, sitting there, hanging out with the kids, probably praying. I receive a text message, it's up on the screen from someone in our church, a dear, sweet, precious intercessor who texted me. She said, hey Kyle, can you text me all the names of those whom are not saved? Friends, family, neighbors, coworkers for whom you substitute teach, people you run into every day, everyone. That is something I want to pray for when I go into my time as a gatekeeper. It's in our prayer room. So I just pause. I'm in the middle of my school day, substitute teaching. I'm already connected to the Lord because I'm in my mission field, right? And we stay connected anyways. So I just say, Lord, who do you want me to text back to her? Who's on your heart? I thought of one person in our young adult community who was struggling. And I said, Lord, what students or student do you want me to ask her for prayer for? He showed me one person's face, a young man's face, who I had a few brief encounters with. Guys, there's over 10,000 students, 12,000 now in the Lake Travis Independent School District. He showed me one face. So I was obedient, I typed out the name, didn't pray this ornate huge prayer, just simply mentioned the name before heaven. Guys, a few days later, that student, started making gun threats to the school. Over 60, 70, 80 verified gun threats that he made. God knew that 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 young man was in a terrible place and that he was about to do something that would destroy his life and countless others. That's how faithful our God is and how much he cares about humanity. He would whisper and just show me one kid's face who was about to shoot up the school The threats were so credible that the the district sent out an email to all the parents saying, on this day, Thursday, because this is the day he chose, that that next week, basically you don't have to come to school because it seems pretty serious. Guys, I believe dozens, maybe we don't know how bad it could have gotten, but that's how faithful God is when we simply ask him. And I'm calling this like September 10th type words from the Lord. We all know about September 11th. What if we were a people who received September 10th words? They said there are 20 evil men in radical Islam that want to destroy 3,000 lives. And what if we received that information, prayed, and it didn't happen? Guys, I believe this, that Austin could 
be averted from great disaster and great loss of life because we have hearing people in the room. It was prompted from another intercessor who just simply said, who do you want me to pray for? God showed me one face and who knows how many lives were saved. That kid's life was preserved. I since talked to him. He was so against the gospel before. He is so open now. And I'm not for sure, for sure, but the, like the last memory I have of him, he was in relationship with Jesus, or at least he was open to it. And so he went from destroying his life, being in jail or being killed, to now having a chance to walk with Jesus the rest of his life. Guys, this is so big. So ask God, here's the take home, ask God for September 10th type prophetic insight for your sphere of influence. For me, it was the high school. For you, it might be your business. For, for Joaquin, it might be the entire city of Austin. September 10th type prophetic insight that would preserve life greatly. Amen? Harriet Tubman, 70 real people were saved because she got open encounters and visions that there were the slave owners were right there, so you need to go right instead of left. That happened to her over and over again. It can happen to us if we ask for it. Amen? Second story of prayer impacting an entire state. Little whispers impacting an entire state and even a nation. Guys, in 2019, I was gripped with a sovereign prayer burden. You know God has specific burdens for, for specific people for specific time. He will grip you from heaven with a specific prayer burden that he wants you to pray into actuality, to pray into your world. For me, it was the cause of the unborn. The cause of the unborn, he gripped me violently through a dream and through other series of circumstances in 2019. So for two years, Brooke, myself, our whole prayer, and we went all in for the cause of life, for the preservation of life in the unborn. We had dozens, probably over 100 prayer meetings devoted to the cause of life over those two years. There was this one specific strategic prayer meeting though that, that stood out where Joaquin was talking about the gift of faith earlier. Guys, we received a gift of faith in intercession that our prayers were moving heaven to such an extent that he was actually going to end abortion based on the demonic root that we were cutting off that happened to be in our city. You see that picture up there of that woman? That is a picture on West 14th Street, about a half a mile west of the Capitol. That woman right there is named Sarah Weddington. She was the lawyer who represented Roe, represented the pro-death side in the Roe versus Wade case in the early 1970s. Guys, I gotta read you this about what happened in our city, the demonic root that happened in our city. This was an article about her life. A quaint yellow building is nestled on West 14th Street located less than half a mile west of the Texas State Capitol in downtown Austin. Passerby would have no way of knowing that over 50 years ago, this unassuming spot was where a young UT law graduate prepared for a case that would change the course of US history. Right here in our city, Weddington recalled spending hours crafting her arguments in her home and office on West 14th Street. Weddington skillfully argued her case before the district court in Dallas in 1970 and then the Supreme Court in 1971, the landmark decision came out in January of 1973. Guys, the demonic well of death in a very real way was dreamed up in a satanic house of prayer on West 14th Street. That is a satanic house of prayer 
where she dreamed up an oral argument to argue that over 70 million babies later never got a chance to eat ice cream, never got a chance to skin their knee when they're riding their bike. They never got a chance at life because a woman dreamed up a demonic case and made it happen. 70 million babies later, here we are. I heard from a longtime intercessor in the city. She invited me and four other intercessors to go downtown to this very building and storm heaven. To be like those Elijahs, to pray for the heavens to be shut up over that demonic well. And then it would dry up. We would cut off the demonic root of death that started in our city. Guys, this is why I think Lou Engle said, if you get Austin, you get the nation. It's the center of the Elijah Jezebel showed out of power because in the spirit, the demons told her, dream up this case right here, half a mile from the capital in our city. So we went down there with five other intercessors for two, probably hour and a half, two hours. We stormed heaven and asked our father to close up heaven over that spot, to dam up the demonic well, to cut off the demonic root. And we had the gift of faith in intercession. Oh, it's so precious when you know you have heavens here and you know you have the things that you ask for because you know it's God's will. That's what happened on that day. Guys, we left that day knowing that we had the things we asked for. I went through three months of hell after that. It was like a massive dragon in the spirit was chasing me down every day. Brooke could attest it was absolute hell on earth. But guys, there is a cost sometimes to be paid when you take ground in the spirit, but the rewards are so worth it. The rewards are so worth it. All the warfare you encounter for the fame of Jesus is always worth it in the end. And we're gonna be dancing for billions of years, celebrating that over 100 babies every single day in the state of Texas are getting a chance for life, getting a chance to come to Bethel Austin and worship God. Over 100 babies a day are being saved. Because nine months later, nine months later, guys 3,000 babies a month get a chance of life because of me five other intercessors and a million others if you if you prayed for the ending of abortion at all in in your life just stand up right now this is your victory this is your victory there's a crown from heaven given to you saying thank you September 1st 2021 About nine months later, the heartbeat bill went into effect. On that same day, September 1st, 2021, Brooke and I, out of a a financial miracle, went under contract in a home. We were able to purchase a home with a lot of money given to us, supernaturally. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, this is a word for you. If you take care of my babies, meaning the unborn, I will take care of yours. If you care for the unborn, if you take care of his babies, and all the babies are his, so any child care ministry, any care at all for the kids, if you take care of them, he'll take care of yours. And he did by providing us a home. And I can't even tell you the number because it's embarrassingly rich from our Father in Heaven of what was given to us. Guys, thank you. This is all of our victory. And it happened right here in the city of Austin. We cut off the demonic root. And we opened up heaven over every single womb in America. Thank you. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> we 
took God seriously and we took the prophetic seriously and God took us seriously. If we take him seriously and the prophetic seriously, he'll take us seriously and actually move on our weak words. <laughs> Amen? All right, here's the take home from this story. <laughs> One of them is if you take care of his babies, he'll take care of yours. Because we are seated with the highest authority in the universe, Jesus, we possess the authority to close the heavens and open up the heavens. The heavens were closed on that day. We know that we know over that demonic well of death on West 14th Street. And they were opened up over the wombs of women in the state of Texas. That's, that's the spirit of Elijah working through everyone who prayed. Every prayer was like a drop that went into a bowl at the ending of abortion. Ah! And then it tipped over. One day in history, it tipped over. And I believe it tipped over on West 14th Street. <laughs> it's so real. This is so real. Take whatever issue you want. You're an Elijah in the room. You can close heaven over any demonic structure and you can open heaven over whatever God wants to, over life and the nation. <laughs> All right. Dream. I had a dream in 2020. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams. But this one was one of the most impactful in my entire life. In the dream, I'm on South, actually I'm on, yeah, South Congress Avenue, about 3rd or 4th Street. I'm riding on top of this massive tsunami wave, easily 80, 90, 100 feet in the air. I'm looking at like, you know, the 15th, 16th story of buildings as I'm riding on top of this tsunami wave going south to north on Congress Avenue. Guys, this tsunami wave is inundating all of downtown every business building, every side street, it filled the entire downtown scene. And I'm having fun riding on top of it. And that's what the people of God do. They ride on the wave of the Holy Spirit and we dance and we have fun and we see entire cities change for the glory of God. The Lord was showing me in the dream what he wanted to do to the entire city of Austin. He doesn't want to trickle. He wants a flood. He doesn't want to whisper. He wants a roar of the lion over the city of Austin. And so I was seeing this in the dream. And right before I got to the state capitol, right before I got to the state capitol, I woke up and the presence of God was on me. I was like, whoa, this is in your heart for the city of Austin. I can partner with that heart. <laughs> so I want to invite up Joaquin right now to share an encounter. I basically just kind of prayed this dream at a prayer meeting a couple days ago, and Joaquin comes up to me after and says he basically lived out this encounter in real life as he was prayer walking south to north on Congress Avenue. Go ahead. <laughs> so I have a little graphic. <laughs> I want to go short because I want Kyle to pray <laughs> for us. But, so five years ago, we got sent here and four years ago, we opened the church, but in praying, God, where do you want us? We felt like God, uh, God wants to impact Austin, but for us, uh, Renee and I and Bethel Austin, God highlighted South Congress as, as like a cultural hotspot center, infiltrate, get in the culture, get heaven in the culture, and it will impact far and wide. And so in our first early months here, us and the intercessors, um, we did a prayer walk from South Congress starting around uh, Penfield and St. Edwards University. Yeah. Uh, we met there and we walked from there down to the Capitol and back and just prayed. Um, 
And on that prayer walk, we started south going north. You can see the Capitol straight down the road. And we're in South Congress. And you, you know that area, you know, it's all the, the kind of eclectic arts, kind of hipster, you know, grunge, funky, all that, all that stuff. Um, and we're praying and just really feel God wants us to start there in prayer. But as we're praying and we're walking, God, and we get, we're getting to the South Congress Bridge where you're about to cross over into downtown. And, uh, and God, and I feel this swelling. So he's talking about this wave. I feel this swelling come. And God says, you think that you've come for this, meaning South Congress. And the wave got bigger. He says, but as you influence that, it's going to impact that looking forward to the business district the financial uh, center, the business district. And he says, as you impact that, the wave of God, as it impacts that, it, the end result is going to impact that at the Capitol. And so walking out, like it is, so when Kyle sharing that, I was like, this is what God has invited us as a body into, to be a part of that wave. And I also, just real quick, I shared this with Kyle months ago, but in Israel, I had an encounter at Mount Carmel, where Elijah, the prophets of Baal, I, had in, I can't tell the whole story. At some point I'll tell it. But the end of the story was I had this encounter with God. This scroll came down from heaven and he, he showed me these things about Elijah's life and the transference of the anointing of the office of Elijah. And, uh, and the end result was I said, God, what, what are you showing me? He said, I'm getting ready to release the spirit of Elijah on a generation. Wow. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, the Bible says in the New Testament, Jesus, he comes off the Mount of Transfigurations, said, who do you say I am? And, and, and the Bible makes a statement, the spirit of Elijah is for the restoration of all things. Come on, there's a wave getting ready to release. Come on, come on, let's pray. Yeah, so let's just stand to our feet right now. Let's respond. As human beings in the room, filled with the Spirit of God, we have an advantage even on the Elijah of the Old Testament. The Spirit is in us, praying through us. Can we get the team? The very prayers of God. Yeah. Guys, we have, a, we have an opportunity together. The Lord was really clear. He was in a holy way. He's like, take advantage of the faith in the room, not for the people in the room, but for the city of Austin, those who aren't in the room. Take advantage of the raw, real faith in the room to pray for these three waves of the social spheres in the city of Austin that make it up. They're right up there on the screen. It's the artistic, the South Congress, south of the river, the classic Austinite. Second, it's the business realm. We just heard the testimony of the Fulton Street revival. We want them to do it again just on the north side of the river. Guys, there are billions of dollars probably made up in that one square mile that could be used to fund the kingdom of God, get the gospel to the ends of the earth, and bring Jesus home. It's for the restoration of all things. I believe that's a word for the entire city. Austin was made for the restoration of all things. So let's pray with faith, and then it would hit the government that real laws would really be changed, that would really preserve life and advance righteousness, that Daniels, Josephs, William Wilberforces would be raised up in that state capital. So let's turn this into a prayer meeting. The worship team is going to be behind us. Guys, I can't. How do tsunamis start? 
earthquakes. What happened in Acts 16 when Paul and Silas simply sang? They say. How weak is that? They say. And an actual earthquake actually hit that prison. Do you believe that your voice in sincerity and even humility but boldness towards the throne of God could cause an earthquake in the spirit that would hit these three waves of Austin? That would hit the three waves of the people groups in this city. So let's pray with faith. We're going to sing with faith. We're going to pray with faith. We're going to pray for the artistic people in Austin, the culture of Austin, to be turned into a modern Jesus people movement. Dan Davis, a father of the city, gave a prophetic word years ago that a new Jesus people movement would hit the city of Austin. Guys, I believe the father through a father in this city. So let's believe that South Congress would be turned into a Jesus people movement. We'd have... <laughs> we have hippies walking in left and right modern day ones saying yes to Jesus leading radical moves of God and then we pray that the business leaders would turn into Cyrus's of kingdom influence that every single dollar that they make would have the name of Jesus on it and they would use it for his glory guys we could impact the entire globe with a one square mile of that business influence in the city and that government leaders, I said earlier, we turn to the Josephs, Daniels, William Wilberforces, you name it. So let's pray. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.